Welcome to Wild Ideas Worth Living, a show where we talk to experts who've taken a wild idea and made it a reality so you can too. From people who have sailed around the world to those who've started thriving businesses and even broken records, some of the wildest ideas can lead to the most rewarding adventures. I'm your host, Shelby Stanger, and I hope you enjoy this show. This is episode 55, the final episode of 2017, with me, your host, Shelby Stanger. This has been an awesome year. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this show, to all the guests who've come on this show, to every brand who sponsored it, everyone who's written a story about the show, and everyone who's told a friend and passed it on. What started as a wild idea is now on its 55th episode, 365 days later. For the final show of this year, and don't worry, we'll be back January 10th next year with a new season of shows, but I've been asked by listeners to share a few things I've learned this year. The first was from my first guest, Steph Jagger. Steph quit her job to break the Guinness record for the most vertical feet skied in a year. She said, you have to start. In fact, she said, starting lines are often more important than finish lines. So plan, get prepared, get the ski boots ready, but then get on that chairlift on the mountain and ski down, then go up and down again and again. So whatever it is you dream, just start. So many great things will come from just starting. Starting really is the hard part. But once you start, you're on your way. And you don't need some grandiose reason to start. This from Steph. If boredom and discontent and dissatisfaction start kind of creeping into your life, um, I don't think we should wait. Ryan and Nicole Levinson said something similar about setting sail to go from San Diego to French Polynesia. Plan, plan, plan some more, get your systems ready, but eventually you have to untie the dock lines and go. They said there's two types of sailors, the ones who stay and the ones who leave the docks and sail away. I was a little nervous to start this podcast. I can also be a little bit of a perfectionist when it comes to work. So when I started, I aimed to take 20 years of journalism experience and put it all into practice, and I put some pressure on myself. I studied the heck out of podcasting, took an accelerator business course through Harrell Labs, but eventually I just had to take the pressure off and start. It was a little scary releasing the first few shows and they definitely weren't perfect, but I just kept going and putting an episode a week for the full year. I'm always striving to make every show better and it was helpful to learn a Japanese term called Kaizen. It has to do with always improving. So as you're working on your projects, you're going to have failures and setbacks. I definitely did. And a big takeaway I learned is no one really cares if you make a big mistake or even a small mistake. Most people are pretty forgiving, but you just have to keep going and improving one foot in front of the other. I've learned a ton and met amazing people this year, including many of you. So right now, if you have something you really want to do, study it, learn about it, but then just start. Then use the Kaizen method to always improve. Along the way, make time to celebrate. One more thing about this. If you're starting a podcast, 
Harry Duran of Fullcast, who actually helped me start this show. He said most people quit after show seven. This really stuck with me. I'm pretty sure I wanted to quit after show four because podcasting was way more work than I imagined and I had to put a ton of money into it and a ton of my time and I had another job on top of it when I started. But I made a commitment that no matter what, I'd get to show seven and then to show 20 and then 50 and I just stuck with it. Which brings me to my next piece of advice, which is from a more recent episode. It was from episode 45, and it really stuck with me because it was just so unexpected. And when I heard it, it was something I really needed to hear at the time. Kimmy Werner, a world-class competitive freediver, chef, environmental advocate, and huntress, most known for an image of her grabbing onto the dorsal fin of a great white shark while swimming with it, she told me, you have to slow down to speed up. It seemed almost counterintuitive, but it's just so true. So when things get hairy or you really need to make a decision and it's tough, it helps to slow your mind down so you can then act fast. In freediving, a lot of times we tend to start to rush and swim really fast because we're afraid of running out of oxygen, but that's the worst thing you can do. And and so that advice really proved to be true that the more that, you know, anytime I would get panicked or get scared and just feel like, oh, I'm running out of air, I should, I should speed up, that became my true indicator to slow down and to take a moment. You also have to start, but once you get going and running, whatever it is you decide to do, it really helps to slow down and just take a break once in a while so you can recharge. There were three times I went out of town this year and took a mini break and paused. Once was with Romerica Rentals to try out van life in Oregon. Another time, I went for five days to Soma Surf Resort in Nicaragua where I purposely left my computer and my podcast equipment behind and went surfing. The third time, I went to Santa Rosa, California to True North Health where I did a water fast and I even unplugged from food. All three times, I unplugged, but I came back restored and energized like never before. So start, but when you get going and you get going fast, take some time to slow down so you can speed up again. Which leads me to another piece of recent advice I really, really liked. It's from Willow Belden, host of the really well-produced Out There podcast. After Willow's mother passed away and she'd been working at a public radio station, Willow decided to quit her job and thru-hike the Colorado Trail. She said the best advice to thru-hikers and really anyone she could give was, hike your own hike. Everyone hikes at different speeds and paces and everyone has a different piece of gear they like. For Willow, bringing an umbrella, which to me would seem like a really cumbersome piece of gear, for someone trying to walk with lightweight stuff, going a little slower, and having chocolate instead of perfectly formulated energy bars was the key to her happiness on the hike. So hike your own hike, pave your own way, don't go grabbing onto dorsal fins because that's just what Kimmy did. She's an expert. I don't know who said this next piece of advice, but make time for what brings you joy. I know when I get caught up in work, I can get pretty laser focused. If I don't take time to surf or go on walks or just stare into clouds, I can get a little salty. 
When I do it, it brings me joy even for a few minutes a day or an hour. I'm 10 times more efficient. So whatever it is that brings you joy, even dancing like Elaine from Seinfeld to Billy Joel in your living room, in your chonies, just do it. Do what brings you joy. What you think you might do doesn't always turn out as you expected. Chris McDougall, author of Natural Born Heroes and Born to Run, which spawned the barefoot running movement, told me in episode 46 that when he went back to his reunion, some of the people who'd figured it out early or were super set in their ways, they ended up changing their mind in their 40s. They got divorced, got new jobs. Here's a quote from Chris. Everybody who charged out of the gates fast and did what they were supposed to do, almost all of them ended up regretting it. So basically, it's kind of okay to not know what you're going to do right away. And it's okay to change your mind and to pivot. And you can take your time. Positivity. I know Damien Leroy talked about it in episode 32, and so did Chris Cote. So many guests talked about this. Positivity wins pretty much every time. People like being around others who are positive, and positivity will help you overcome adversity. And if you have a great sense of humor and the ability to tell a joke, you can get out of almost any jam. It'll help you land friends and opportunities. This is from Chris Cote. I'm a person that likes to bring joy and positivity into a room when I enter. Cote also says your soul needs to be fed just like your wallet. So you also have to make time for you. I'm a big fan of the Tim Ferriss podcast, and I love this quote he often cites from Jim Rohn, who I've been following for years. Jim was sort of an early motivational speaker before guys like Tony Robbins, and he said, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. When I set out to do this podcast, I knew you couldn't always control your family or who you worked with, but you could choose to surround yourself with positive people. This podcast was an effort to create good news full of positive stories so people could get a weekly dose of positivity. I've learned over the course of this year that the measurement for which humans define success is vast and the human experience even grander. Gratitude. A lot of guests talk about this. Gratitude's a game changer. When I feel grateful for what's in front of me, I can transform anger into hope Jealousy into love, fear into courage. Think what you can be grateful for today and you can start with just what's right in front of you. Love. Love is also transformative and a ton of guests talk about this. Here's an exercise to try that I've been playing around with this year. If someone annoys you or is bugging you, send him or her some love. See how it makes you feel. Then keep sending them love until you can get clear with it. If you don't like something about yourself, send that part of your brain or your body some love. If you don't like something about what you have to do, like you have a really hard task or a hard podcast to do, just send it some love. Try it again and again. It can be really helpful. Another fun exercise I learned this year was from Brogan Graham, guest on episode 24. Podcast is actually one of the most listened to podcasts of the year. Brogan is the founder of the November Project and not on the podcast, but outside, Brogan suggested I do an exercise called the green light exercise. He said, imagine everything I want to do for the next year. What would that look like 
if nothing got in the way? What if everything was a green light, he asked me. Then write it down. Write exactly what your life would look like for the next year if everything was a green light. And you can do it for the month, the next six months, the next year. But I found that to be a really helpful exercise. Treat yourself the way you treat your best friend. Many successful people, including guests of this show, including myself, could be very hard on themselves. Treating myself with kindness like I would a friend, that's been a big one for me. (laughs) I really just wanted to use this Buddha ball my mom brought back from Bhutan. So mom, thank you. Disconnect. We're going to get deeper into this next year, but do your best to unplug from your cell phone, from emails, from work, and especially from negative self-talk. Go outside, play in nature, take a quick hike, go for a mini swim, go for a run, a walk. Nature heals, and science is proving it true every day. If you want to be a good writer, read. If you want to be a good podcast host who talks, listen. I'm still working on this one. I'm using the Kaizen method. (laughs) Everyone I've interviewed has had to work their tail off. Everyone. Success doesn't come free and many people have gotten really, really lucky and they'll say so, but you got to do the footwork. My mom's really big on footwork. She also says that sending a thank you note the old fashioned way via snail mail is really, really beneficial and helpful and a great thing to do. I tried to send thank yous to all my guests, sponsors, and anyone who wrote a story on the show this year. So if someone does something really nice for you, write them an old-fashioned note, send it via snail mail with a cool stamp. Most of us are faking it, or at least making it until we make it. So make it until you make it. Steve Casimiro of episode 34 says this. He's also the founder of the Adventure Journal, which, by the way, is a great magazine to gift any adventurer this holiday. Sal Masekela said something I really like in the same vein. Let's play this one. The second you realize that you are never going to have it all figured out is when life gets to be really fantastic. So true. If you're going to start a business or something that requires you to really put yourself out there, I've learned that you have to get really comfortable with pitching, with sales, and you got to get okay with rejection. I must have sent 500 plus pitches to guests, listeners, sponsors, and more. And I used to not really like pitching, but now I love it. And I've gotten pretty good at it. I also now see rejection as the fact that either the universe is one, saving me from a bad decision, or two, I need to do a better job pitching, or three, the no is just not now. I don't take it personally, so you shouldn't either, and don't be pushy. But you have to ask for something if you want it. Chris Gillibo was a guest on episode 40. He wrote the book Side Hustle, which I highly recommend if you're starting a business, whether it's full-time hustle, which this podcast quickly became, or whether it's a side hustle. In his book, he talks about a young girl who was eight years old at the time a few years ago named Marquita Andrews. Marquita won a contest for selling the most Girl Scout cookies for the year, and the award was a trip around the world, which would be a dream if you're 8 or 80 or 28 or 38. When asked on The Tonight Show how she did it, Marquita told the world, well, I just went to everyone's house and said, can I have a donation for $30,000 for the Girl Scouts? 
When the people said no, she said, would you at least buy a box of Girl Scout cookies? Genius. She ended up selling more than $80,000 worth of cookies. So if you're going to start a business, take a lesson from a Girl Scout. Get creative. Sell something someone wants that tastes really good. Then make the ask. Lastly, Diane and I had said, not only does everyone have some epic in them, but she spent some time with Christopher Reeves, the actor who played Superman and ended up as a quadriplegic at the end of his life. And she said she learned a lot from him, that you never know when you're going to slip on that proverbial banana peel. So live it all. Live it large. Do it today. This was a wild year, and I wanted to thank you. Thank you for telling me what you thought through reviews, through emails, through social media. To my guests, many who I really didn't know that I met maybe 30 seconds before interviewing them for this show. To my producer, Annie Fassler, my editor, Johnny, who edits my show notes, my social media team, Jordi, Margaret, Meredith, and Emily, to Harry Duran at Fullcast, who got me started, to Sylvia Ma at Hair Lab, who got me into the Accelerator program, to my web designers, Gretchen Bayless, Brenna Aaron, and Chase Olivier, and to Action Sports Law Group. Thank you also to my sponsors, Kate and Kimberly of Grace by Grit and Izzy and Coco of Surf Diva, the first to sign on to this podcast as sponsors, to Vipe Desai of HDX Hydration, the first to pitch me, thank you so much, to the crew at Prana, Jeff Beaver, Allison, Nancy, and Sasha, to the Toad and Co crew, Steve, Dan, and Stephanie, thank you so much, to Will at Danner Boots, Jess Weinstein at Keen and Michael Minter, thank you for hooking that up. To Justin at Active Skin Repair, TheDirt.com. To Olakai, Melissa, you've been amazing to work with. To Stephanie at Burton, Bill and Casey at Soma Surf Resort in Nicaragua. Jonathan at Newzest. And by the way, if you go to Newzest-USA.com and even GracedByGrit.com, you should still be able to use the code WILDIDEAS for a little discount. Thank you to Outdoor Retailer, REI, The Girl Scouts, GoPro, Changing Tides Foundation, and Outfound for having me speak at your events, Heather Hargis, my number one fan who called me every Wednesday the show went live, to all who wrote stories on this podcast from Transworld and Grind TV, to San Diego Magazine, Riviera, Shop Eat Surf, the Inertia, who regularly posts these podcasts, Juan, Joe, and Zach, you guys rock. To everyone who's blogged about it, thank you so much. Next year, we'll be back better than ever. We're partnering with one brand, one of my favorite outdoor brands ever, REI, who not only celebrates the outdoors, but helps encourage people to get outside. This was a labor of love, and I really enjoyed the wild ride. There was a woman who emailed saying she quit her job to move to Alaska after listening to one of these shows. A few people emailed saying podcasts made them cry, just a few of them. There were some funny comments too, so I really appreciate a good sense of humor. So thank you for your funny, funny comments. I'll do my best to cultivate humor more for next year. Thank you also to my family, my sisters, my parents. Just a quick plug, my mom has a book called Falling Up, available on Amazon. And one of my sisters launched her own wild idea, a boxing studio called Box Union. So if you're in LA, check it out. Tell them you want the wild ideas special, which we're going to work on what that is. But I'm sure if you mention it, she'll get a kick out of it. 
Everyone has a different favorite podcast, so I'm not even sure where I'd start if I had to pick my favorite one. It would probably be the last one. We'll be back January 10th next year. I'll be doing some consulting until then, so you can find me on shelbystanger.com, which is getting updated. But until then, enjoy your holidays. Please subscribe on the wildideasworthliving.com email newsletter so we can let you know when we're live next year. Also, if you subscribe on Google Play, Stitcher, or iTunes or Apple Podcasts, you'll be able to hear the next episode automatically next year. Please give your neighbor a hug, tell a funny joke, and remember, the best adventures often happen when you follow your wildest ideas. I hope you have a wonderful holiday season. Thank you. Go unplug. We'll see you next year. Bye.